So Delois's ape, finally, this is one of those things like the Alexa Manos graffito that I saw years ago in a documentary and it's just stayed with me ever since. Except at least the Alexa Manos graffito is, well, real. Hopefully I didn't just ruin the episode by divulging that at the beginning. Probably should have waited till the end. I'm joking, kinda. In fairness, although the evidence does seem to point to a hoax or misidentification, I do want to enter into this thing with an open mind, and there may actually be a little bit of room to try to argue that it may not necessarily be a hoax. I was about to say that it was things like Delois's ape that got me interested in skepticism, but I wouldn't even say I'm necessarily interested in skepticism. Skepticism in and of itself is a relatively dull or boring topic, in my opinion. I just happen to be a skeptical person who's always been inordinately interested in weird shit. Part of that skepticism might be the result of a natural inclination, but I think it's safe to say that part of it is the result of being interested in weird subject matter, the paranormal, cryptozoology, etc., from an early age, watching countless documentaries and realizing that they never really seem to provide you with any truly compelling evidence. They never managed to drag a plesiosaur out of a Scottish lake or net a gigantopithecus somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, not to get sidetracked, but I also learned how watching religious documentaries, even if it's not necessarily the intention of the writers or producers, tends to show you just how obviously man-made religion is. In the case of Delois's ape, there is actual evidence. A single black and white photograph dating to 1920, depicting what appears to be some sort of lanky primate seated on a crate with a long stick propped under its jaw, its large dead eyes staring macabrely into the camera. And it's funny, it shows just how faulty human memory is, or at least mine. It's this single image of Delois's ape that's haunted my imagination over the years, and yet apparently I've been remembering it wrong. Gotta say, I was pretty much dead on with how I remembered the quote-unquote ape. We'll get into why I put ape in quotation marks later. But strangely, I seem to have added on to the memory. I could have sworn that standing to the right of the creature was a turn-of-the-century explorer complete with cliché pith helmet. But that just seems to be a product of my overly fertile imagination. Weird, I know. So an actual picture of the creature does exist. The question is, is it really what it was purported to be? A previously undiscovered large primate. In order to try to get to the bottom, we should probably start with the question, who the heck was Delois? And you guys know my track record with names. I'm sure someone will tell me that I'm butchering it. But from what I can remember from watching documentaries, the name is pronounced Delois. I'm sure the original French pronunciation differs to some degree, but I'll just go with Delois because that's what I've heard. Francois Delois was a Swiss geologist. From 1917 to 1920, he led a petroleum expedition along the border between Colombia and Venezuela, primarily near Lake Maracaibo. The expedition was unsuccessful, to say the least. The team had nothing to show for their efforts, and disease, along with violent running, with local natives had whittled their numbers down from 20 to 4. 
The following is an English language version of an account of Deloitte's expedition team's encounter with two primate-like creatures. The original French language version can be found via the Bibliothèque Nationale de France website. Did I make it through that pronunciation alive? That wasn't too bad, right? <clears throat> so here we go. According to Deloitte's later report, in 1920, while camped on a bank of a tributary of the Tara River, two large creatures approached the group. Initially, Deloitte thought they were bears, but then noted that they were monkey-like. The creatures, one male, one female, seemed angry, said Deloitte, and advanced howling and gesturing, breaking and holding branches, and then defecating into their hands and flinging feces at the expedition. Faring for their safety, the expedition fired at the pair, killing the female and wounding the male. The wounded male then fled. Deloitte and his companions recognized that they had encountered something unusual. The animal resembled a spider monkey but was much larger, 1.57 meters tall compared to the largest spider monkeys, which are just over a meter tall. Deloitte counted 32 teeth, most New World monkeys have 36 teeth, and noted that the creature had no tail. So that's the end of the account. So now back to me. According to Deloitte himself, after sitting the deceased creature on a crate and propping the aforementioned stick under its chin, a single photograph was taken, and afterwards the creature was skinned. They saved its hide, skull, and jaw, but abandoned the items when the going got tough. There are contradictory reports that claim there were more than one photograph, but that they were lost during a flood or when a boat capsized. Perhaps somewhat surprisingly, after returning to Europe, Deloitte actually kept quiet about the creature until 1929. George Montandon, an anthropologist and friend of Deloitte, discovered the apparently forgotten photo of the strange primate while looking through Deloitte's files in search of information on South American tribes. It was Montandon who suggested the creature's proposed scientific name, Ameranthropoides loisi. On June 15th of 1929, Deloitte shared his account with the Illustrated London News. Several scientific articles about the creature were also published in French journals. Prominent anthropologist Sir Arthur Keith, along with other critics, called the discovery into question. Keith noted that it was difficult to determine the creature's exact size from the photograph, and that by not photographing the posterior, there was no way to conclude whether or not it had a tail. In Keith's opinion, the thing in the picture was simply an ordinary spider monkey that Deloitte was attempting to pass off as some previously undiscovered ape. Biologist and cryptozoological researcher Ivan T. Sanderson referred to it as a quote-unquote an outright hoax and an obnoxious one at that being a deliberate deception. Sanderson agreed that the image was that of a spider monkey and that the most likely candidate based on appearance and shape was specifically a spider monkey of the white-bellied variety. Cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman along with other researchers, have argued that Montandon may have been the perpetrator behind the hoax, and his motivation may have been the advancement of his controversial theory that human races each evolved separately from a different primate species native to their respective region. 
Montandon argued that the white race evolved from Homo sapiens, while Africans evolved from, and don't shoot the messenger, these are Montandon's whacked out ideas on race, not mine. But he thought Africans evolved from gorillas and Asians from orangutans. He further argued that Deloise's ape, or a Manthropoides loisi as he called it, was an ancestor of the people native to the Americas. Some have noted that in the uncropped version of the Deloises ape photo, there appears to be a banana tree stump to the right. Since banana trees aren't indigenous to South America, and chances of finding them in a remote jungle setting would probably be remote, this could mean that the original photograph wasn't even taken where Deloise claimed. And I should pause to say once again that I want to make sure that I'm doing my best to remain fair and intellectually honest, and in that spirit I'd like to mention some counter-arguments from some of those who support Deloise's account. In the case of the banana tree stump, supporters have pointed out that bananas might not be indigenous to South America, but they can and do grow there now, so it's not too far-fetched to imagine some banana trees might be growing in a remote area, and to that I guess I'd say, fair enough. Also, some have made the point that there is evidence that large primates resembling New World monkeys did exist in what is now South America during the Pleistocene. Bones representing a specimen known as Protopithecus brasiliensis were discovered in 1838, and then in 1996, according to Nature, a complete skeleton of a large-bodied New World monkey was found in Pleistocene cave deposits in the Brazilian state of Bahia. So although still something of a leap, this arguably could be seen as lending some credence to the possibility of the existence of some kind of Pleistocene holdover. But if for the sake of argument the creatures encountered by Deloise and his team were some kind of large prehistoric monkey, this would seem to be at odds with their account which explicitly describes the creature as lacking a tail. And here's an excerpt I found on a zoology blog regarding the crate the specimen was seated on and whether or not the creature itself really does resemble a spider monkey. So here's the excerpt. Others have argued that Deloise could have encountered an unknown creature. The crate the creature was posed on was similar to ones commonly used for transporting gasoline, which measured just under 18 inches tall. Assuming this crate was the common type, its size would appear to support Deloise's measurement of the creature, although others say the crate is only 15 inches tall and the ape would measure under 4 feet, smaller than Deloise's claims. Researcher Michael Shoemaker, while noting some similarities to spider monkeys, argues that the creature has a few pronounced differences. Its chest and hands are different. Its face is much more oval than the spider monkey's distinctively triangular visage. It, or visage. It lacks the spider monkey's pronounced underbite. and has a much higher forehead than spider monkeys. Okay, so my honest opinion, and I'll try to include some side-by-sides in the YouTube version, I think the thing in the photograph does and doesn't look like a spider monkey. How's that for straddling the fence? In general, it does seem to have the features and the lanky proportions of something like a spider monkey, but there is something that looks a little different or off about it. 
And I want to pause to say I disagree with some of what was said in that excerpt I read. I think the hands of the creature actually do resemble those of a spider monkey, and I also disagree that there's any significant difference in forehead height. Neither the creature nor your average spider monkey seem to have much of a forehead at all, in my opinion. But getting back to where I was, I think perhaps much of the strangeness of the creature's appearance could be explained by the fact that it's deceased. I don't know if it was in rigor mortis at the time of the photo, but its posture seems to be odd or unnatural. The post-mortem state of the body, along with the long stick under its chin, seem to be causing it to assume this very strange upright seated posture that you probably wouldn't see with a live monkey. Live spider monkeys seem to sit in a much more natural and relaxed manner, often crouched or hunched. And as mentioned in that excerpt I read, the face also looks off when compared with that of a spider monkey, but I think that could have a lot to do with the fact that the creature is deceased as well. The eyes look large and sunken, and the mouth looks oversized and strangely agape, but like I said, that could just be symptomatic of its post-mortem condition. Not to get too morbid, but the faces of human cadavers tend to look off as well. The body goes through a lot of changes after death, in and out of rigor, the skin loses moisture, etc. So as strange and airy looking as the creature's appearance is, I think as numerous experts have suggested, it might really be nothing more than a dead spider monkey. I can't say that conclusively, and the idea of someone encountering a previously undiscovered species in a remote jungle area isn't really all that crazy. New animal species are discovered more often than you'd think. If they can find a coelacanth, why not Jimmy the prehistoric monkey, I guess. I just once again don't think there's any conclusive evidence to suggest that it might be anything more than a dead spider monkey. It definitely would be interesting if someone could track down an example of the exact style crate the creature is sitting on in the photo, then we could really zero in on its actual height. But with that being said, I'm going to call it a wrap, and I hope you guys enjoyed this extra weird episode of The Week in Doubt. You know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter. You can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekendoubt and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month. And that gives you access to all the bonus content, episodes of the Not-So-Secret Show, short story readings. I actually just uh, posted a version of Reanimator just in time for Halloween with my commentary on it, or rather a link to that on the, uh, the Patreon page. All right, brothers and sisters, until next week, thanks.